plus minus. Curry, way down to Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. <laughs> Plus minus. Hey, driving again. Oh, me. Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. Do you hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. Y'all have a great night. I think you got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. Welcome to Warriors Plus Minus as we wind down the regular season and head for the playoffs we have 16 days before the postseason begins and we still don't know where the Warriors are gonna end wait wait do we have 16 days or, or will they be a play-in team <laughs> if they had won last night which they almost they did been in. they yeah. would have clinched so I'm assuming they're gonna get one of the next six that's one to clinch six at least or is it one to clinch the playoffs one oh, that's six, right, because your 7 thing, to 10 yeah. isn't clinched. Yeah, so one gets them in no matter what. Okay. Because Minnesota lost last night. They're five losses ahead of Minnesota, or, you know, whatever. Uh, so they cannot, if they win one game or Minnesota loses one game, they cannot be yeah. seven. So the answer to what we're talking about is yes. Oh, Marcus Marcus was dreaming of that play-in. He wanted that play-in. He wanted a Warriors. No, I, just, I felt like we needed to address that because a lot of people were like, oh, can they? they? You know, in the panic, the panic era. People were like, oh, they might not make the playoffs. But, uh, uh, you know, what was interesting against Phoenix, they actually looked pretty good. And I don't know. I was trying to think, when's it been, when they play that well? The smell of moral victory was in the air last night. <laughs> oh, man. We don't do moral victories. They don't do moral victories. They don't do moral victories. That was a morale boost. We don't do moral victories, but let's parade every uh, interview in here and just talk about how awesome it was to keep it within two tonight. No Steph Curry, no Steph Curry. They're allowed to at least say, hey, if Steph was there, probably would have. They would have won if Quindary yeah, Richardson maybe. was playing. Quindary Richardson. Richardson. <laughs> I hope that was on purpose. Yes, of course. Um, I mean, I agree with them. Like that, there's a lot of positives from last night. There's some negatives, too. It does tell you about the state of this season at this moment is where they're they are embracing a loss as as a positive you know that is not like them and as Draymond said that's not like them they don't do that but coming from where they're coming from as poorly as they played as terrible on defense as they've been and I didn't see all those games uh while they were I was on vacation and they were off in some other other parts of the world but I looked at some of the stats. It did not look good. It did not look Let good. Let me tell you, Tim, when they lost to the Orlando Magic, they did it wasn't a moral victory post game. <laughs> they weren't like Oh, that magic. I don't know. They're up and coming. They got some real good players. Uh, if Clay had only not fouled Franz Wagner late, Markel we would have stole Fultz, it. Tough to match up with him in, in, in a short series. Did you happen to see Corey Kispert cook them in D.C.? I though? saw that. I saw the stats. I had missed that part. That is, yeah, that is not uh, that is not what you want to do. That does not set you up well for a playoff matchup against the Phoenix Suns or Memphis Grizzlies. To me, the low point, though, like Kispert, you know, they kept leaving him open. He kept hitting the shots, right? Uh the low point was all-star MVP Danilo Gallinari. Like, they just literally could do nothing with this guy. And we've seen that matchup forever, right? Like, Put some respect on Danilo Gallinari's name. He's a good player, but he's never – he doesn't torch. Not with no, Draymond. The, remember, the, remember the Clipper series? Like, he didn't do anything. No, that he did, that's what I'm saying. It was, every, it. it was everybody else who, who was tough on them, but not, not Gallinari. But. He's what Corey Kispert dreams to be in the <laughs> league, all right? Uh, he's yeah. be a good dream. He's a good player. Well, that's probably, that's probably a good 
you know, jumping off point because uh, that was the, you know, the, we could talk pool. We will talk pool. Uh, but Draymond Green's like was himself somewhat last night. There's still, I, I think particularly offensively, it's still not the burst of the rim that we saw early in the season, but from just like a jumping around the court energy perspective, pushing the pace, which is such an important thing with this team when he rebounds and goes, when he just pushes everything like that looked like Draymond Green to me last night. That My mind could have been in December and we could have like, I would have believed that Draymond Green. Uh, was out there so that is just absolutely massive because I think we all know Steph healthy is number one Draymond looking like himself is number two and like must-haves on the playoff checklist even more it was Draymond Green looking good against DeAndre Ayton right that, that's what we were saying they haven't signed a center they don't have center depth because this whole thing is Draymond at center against the big centers in the playoffs obviously against any team but specifically against Jokic you know, Aiden, you know, Gobert in a different way. He looked great against Aiden. I thought he looked great against Aiden. I like him against Aiden just in general. He just, yeah, it's like Aiden's one of those guys who doesn't like playing six foot six guys, I think, if they're strong and they kind of hit him in the base. He just doesn't like that that game. Uh, Maybe he will eventually, obviously still young, but he put up a ton of shots and he didn't look great putting up those shots. Some of them, he's just so big that he's going to get the ball in the bucket, but it just didn't feel like he was comfortable out there. And Draymond, I mean, I, I I tweeted this like guys, the Suns were getting into the paint and just like, okay, Draymond's there. I'm gonna go back out here. I don't want to do this. Had not seen that in a long time. That is so essential for the Warriors. It's where it all starts. If they can't have, if they don't have a defensive base, they're gonna lose. Through these years when they've been title contenders, you could just bring that defensive base, plop it into a series, and say, you're not gonna score 115 on us. We're gonna score 110. Now try to beat us. Then they hadn't said, you know, that hadn't been the case. And we kept joking, like, they're number one defensive still, number one still, barely number two. Like, what is this? It wasn't what we were seeing because it was unraveling as we were saying it. And now it unraveled, certainly on that road trip. And I think it can get pieced back together. Kerr clearly credits Draymond out there, not just Draymond's play, but his voice and Iguodala. I think, you know, even I think Andre said it, like, you can't really say much when you're not playing. He's playing now, so he can bark at some of these guys. He can order them around. He can give them encouragement that means something more, and that that helps Jordan Poole. It helps you know everybody else out there, Otto Porter, and they played good defense last night. I mean, moral victory, not whatever. They just play good, good, good defense, and that means a lot. If they don't drop the ball and miss four easy layups, or have Steph Curry, you can you know you can mark that down against a really good team. And I think the Suns were motivated. The Suns were rested. They had all their guys. I think they wanted to put the Warriors away, and they almost did early. Uh, no Cam Johnson. Back. Sorry. Okay, no Cam Johnson. That's that, that's a big one. But everyone else, all their big guys, uh, and who won it at the end, right? Devin Booker and Chris Paul. They're 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 top 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 guys. Marcus, I kind of want to get your thoughts on Draymond, but quickly, that's I'm a stat. I put in my story last night though which i think is a problem and we can get to it but sun's 31 and 6 in clutch situations this season warriors 1 and 8 in march in clutch situations they find ways to lose late the suns find ways to win that's a problem chris paul devin booker chris paul devin booker yeah uh draymond looked great but you know what it looks it it looked like that's gonna be hard to duplicate for seven games right (laughs) i mean he was all in you could see him like mustering. It was like one fourth quarter rebound. He didn't get to it, but it's eight and eight and seven foot, and he just you could just see him put everything he had. And he jumped and he tapped it out like it was a 
It was like a very typical Draymond, we're getting the ball moment. And you could just watch him, right? He's just like, yo, you're asking him to do this for 30 minutes, <laughs> 25 for seven minutes. Every other day like, for yeah, seven like, games. <laughs> Rick Celebrini about to get like two hours of sleep during the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, that it just, it, man, it looked like a lot, right? Uh, now, obviously, you know, if they get the right pace and if they're hitting threes, like you could probably buy more time with Looney. You know, but it was just like, yeah, Looney, did Looney even come back the second half? I don't think no. a, Well, he's, yeah, he played the one stint. The, okay, yeah. He, just he like, played two stints. One stint in the first half. Then he, I think he played like a possession or two because they went off as Down, yeah, at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, but uh, it's like he actual was... Actual stints, was two. He played two stints. He played two stints. Kaminga like played, played one stint. Kaminga did not play in the second but, half. And oh, his but. stint was chasing Chris Paul. He was yes. on the perimeter. Yes. So they were just like, yo, Draymond, you are the guy in the middle. And it definitely looked like you could see why they can say that. Like you could see his impact on the game. There was one possession where, you know, the Suns have the ball in the inbounds. And, you know, all the, the all these inbound plays are like cuts to the basket. They're trying to get a cut. So it's like Bridges is cutting. Draymond reason and jumps in front of it. But then that opens up another cut for Aiton and he jumps in front of that. And then Bridges, like, cuts again, and, and Otto Porter goes to sleep. And Draymond was almost there. He lunges again, but he doesn't get the pass, and Bridges lays it in. It was like, this dude almost stopped three wide-open layups. It was, like, mad like, like he didn't get the third. That You could see why they could do that. But, man, that, that felt like a lot to ask. You could just see it, well, like, how about in post series after series. You know, he was talking about the road trip and what that was on the body. And then I mentioned Celebrini. He was like, we did a full body cleanup this morning. And then we had to activate all my limbs. I'm like, this will be before every playoff game. Now, that is the benefit of the playoff schedule, particularly, you know, especially the first round. It feels like there's always like two days yeah, off between yeah, they most spread it out to make yeah. sure that it gets to the next weekend because they don't want they want to so many they want two weekends out of a series yeah. so many are sweeps that they got to get the fourth game to the to the next weekend just so they have an, another weekend because they don't want to be empty but and they get the week off before yeah yeah they got a week off before they get the spread out first round and that's like to me where they need to find themselves we've talked about it. the first round is vital because that's when they're going to be at their like most rusty out of rhythm whatever you want to say because you know it'll probably be steph's like second game back maybe so what's their depth at celebrini they need like multiple celebrinis they do (laughs) they they actually they have a bunch of guys on the on the staff Um, but they only say celebrini that's the only one they ever say well you know oftentimes they only say kerr and we we know he got 95 (laughs) coaches or myers Uh, you know when we talk about front offices it's you know they are right. There There's is depth. a depth. just depth. army behind them uh, in the organization, as we know. Well, let me bring up the, the topic that uh, many people are dying for me to bring up right now. And I'm writing about this player. Jordan Poole was marvelous last night in, in a huge game. What I've been saying, like, I, I don't know that he deserves a big contract extension until I see him do stuff in, in big games and big moments against the best teams when he's got to do it. And he did it. And nah, it, that's you know, not the convo. Well, how could what? you ever possibly how, doubt ever? that this could was it? Say, could you not anoint him you, immediately? No, how could you even <laughs> fathom in your mind that this wasn't the case? That's, Answer that to the people. Also true. Also, true. <laughs> also so true. I thought it was like maybe the best game I've ever seen him play. Just given the stakes, given the responsibility, given who he was playing. Chris Paul, Devin Booker. He wasn't guarding them. He was guarding Mikael Bridges. But 
he you know switches he gets them he's got to hold up he's got to play help defense and you know the two plays that I loved or the two things that I love weren't even the 38 points I think it was 38 which was I mean essential and creative and uh, I mean his his drives are unbelievable he finishes every time it's it's that's where the length comes in I think it was the defensive rebound at the end of the game where Booker, you know, he screens up Booker because Draymond is fighting with Aiton and the ball comes off and he's there scrapping for that rebound, gets fouled. I guess he didn't get credit for a rebound and they were very vocal about him deserving that rebound stat. I'm sure that he'll get it back when they protest it and, and makes two free throws to put him up. It was huge. And having Chris Paul yap at him and him yapping back, like, you know, like we've seen scrubs out there who... Chris Paul doesn't care about. It. He walks right past. We've seen mediocre players. Chris Paul would never get involved in, in, in a heated thing. He got involved. He like picked out Jordan Poole to try to get into him at late in the game. And as I asked Draymond, Draymond said, it, you know, it's a it's a sign that he's being taken seriously by at the highest levels. And that this is this is a guy that like yeah, he's showing who he is in a huge moment, getting the attention of. of one of the greatest players in the game uh, and scoring 38 and doing scrappy stuff that that's that's how you get stuff that's how you and you thought jacob right evans there. was better and you thought jacob <laughs> evans was better. i don't think i ever thought that <laughs> probably never ever you measure the respect though how about just not you know chris paul's obviously talking to him how about the way these teams are defending him miami was doubling him at half court and he was picking them apart. You know, I mean, you mentioned the most impressive games he played. It, last night is certainly an argument. How about without the veterans in Miami, he beats the Heat and he has them frustrated. And, you know, obviously the Butler Udonis Haslam situations after he hits one of his three straight threes, the shot has changed in March. He just suddenly became Steph Curry from, uh, you know, a deep accuracy standpoint. He shot, what's the exact number if I can find it? I think it's something like 100, you know, 39 threes in March and made 67 of them 45% on that volume he has 10 more threes than anyone else in the league like this is a guy who 28% from three as a rookie I think he was 35% last year but we know that you know the streaky nature of it he just had a 15 game stretch which is pretty large sample where it was just like unstoppable because if he's even if he has an inch of space from 27 feet he's Damian Lillard, you know, whoever, name your elite shooter. That's what he turned into this month. And we know the first step. We know the confidence. But if he is going to be anywhere near that type of shooter, we are starting to talk about max money territory, to be honest with you guys. $20 million is a discount. Man. Nothing, They're begging nothing, for $20 nothing. million now. You see Iguodala's <laughs> quote on it, Timmy? He said, yesterday's price is not today's, today's price. price. No, no quote. Hey, this is how you earn it. This is how you earn it. You know, it's in a weird position. That's, you know, part of my, at some points, I want to see it because that position isn't necessarily a max position. If you're behind Steph Curry, how much money can you put into a scoring point guard? But he's making it like it doesn't matter. It doesn't, like if you're this good, it doesn't matter what the position matches. Because the legal play, the legal yeah, pay. Yeah, exactly. You, right? like, this is like, if you want to maintain his value, then you're going to have to pay him, and and the Warriors are going to have to pay him. If he plays like this, I will say it. They will have to pay him, and I you know assume that they will have every you know desire to pay him. We'll see what the number ends up being. But I'm going to still say it. it's not just the scoring. It can't just be the scoring. Scoring's a big, big part of it, but it's got to be the other stuff. It's the playmaking. It's the toughness. It's you know be a physical, be aggressive. You need to be those things because in the playoffs they're going to take away some of the scoring. They are. They're just going to do it. And can you? 
help the team in any other other ways. And I, I think they agree with me. I mean, like Draymond and Steve Kerr are saying, like, yeah, we want to see that stuff. That's the stuff that wins playoff series. And I agree with them. Uh, I'm not agreeing with them because they're saying I'm agreeing with them because I believe it. That, that this is the, the scrappiness. Again, you got to score. That's what uh, yeah, that starts the conversation. I'm not saying it doesn't start the conversation, but it's the other stuff that he has to do on this team that provides the playoff value and he's doing it he is absolutely doing it no questions that they're running the Steph stuff for him they're literally running the pin down hand off, all that stuff they're running the Steph stuff for him and he's scoring on them at, at a n- very nice efficiency level yes i'm saying it yes I, I i'm this is happening before our eyes i don't think it happened until a couple weeks ago where it really was the step towards this you know, elevated position in the NBA where he's going, he could be a 25, he could be a 28 million, he could be, you know, keep going, keep going, keep going. He's 20 million now. That's, it's, it's, it's that's gone. Yeah. If, if, uh, if they threw four for 80 extension on the table in front of him this offseason, he's saying, by the way, I will see you in restricted free agency. It doesn't have to be done now. Let's, you know, it's going to go through the playoffs. It's going to see all those things. But yes, right now he's a $25 million player. Right now he is. I'd just go beyond that point quick. Like, there's this idea that, like, this urgency is now, it's probably going to restricted free agency, especially if it's getting towards max territory. Like, you know, and even if they did extend him, the big money doesn't kick in till two seasons from now. So it's not as urgent as maybe, you know, we are definitely seeing his money, his future earnings explode over this last month, but it's not as frantic of a situation for the Warriors as much because like restricted free agency for him technically is like 15 months from now, basically. Markets. The only place where it really, is involved is, is kind of future planning with other players like Andrew Wiggins extension. Maybe not so, you know, like that's where it comes into play. Like, okay, if we got to budget this $28 million contract, there are somewhere where this is going to, to be balanced out. And I've always said that that position in small forward where somebody can play defense is probably more valuable than, a, than another guard, but I'm not saying it now based on the things that we've seen from both pull and Wiggins lately. And that's 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 the thinking there. I mean, that's the uh, other than the now, 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 everything must be decided now that that's not the case with this other than how are they going to kind of order up their contracts? They're they're they're, you know, maybe draft a small forward or maybe try to see Kaminga as your starting small forward. Like that's the things that have to be discussed right now as we see this elevation of of Jordan Poole. And we are absolutely seeing an evolution, (laughs) evolution and elevation of Jordan Poole. You were talking before about you need to see the other stuff. Uh, I, I agree. I, I think that's them doing the double thing where they're winning now and developing for later. Who the player Jordan Poole is going to be, like he needs to have all that stuff. He needs to be able to do more. But I kind of feel Jordan Poole on this. Like right now, no, he needs to get buckets. He's a reliable offensive weapon. Like he can't not score. You got Steph. And then who's the other guaranteed? So it's like, all right, yeah, I get it. He's got to play defense. like, But literally, outside of Steph, he's the only person who could start from the perimeter and get to the rim. like, And that, to me, is incredibly valuable when you're playing Draymond and Kevon Looney. So it's like, I get it. Like, yeah, you want to see all that and the player who he's going to become. You know, he needs to have all of that. But they don't have bucket. I mean, it's one hundred three last night. They scored one hundred three points last night, and he had thirty eight. <laughs> like, 
they just don't have reliable places to go to score. When he was out of the game, it was like, uh, can, you should probably get him back in the <laughs> game right back. now. Yeah, yeah. It was like Iguodala, like, be elites, all right, come on, let's go back. Yeah. Yeah, Kirk took him and Wiggins out at the same time a lot. And I mean, Wiggins didn't shoot the ball well, either to Clay. But he's like, he's somebody, he's a threat at least. So you'd think you'd keep one of those guys on the floor. At all times, I think even Clay was off the floor for some of those. It was that really quirky. It was. It was like Andre, Bielitsa, Porter, GP two. Yeah, it was, it was like it was let's like, outsmart them. Yeah, but you know they didn't get blown off the floor. By the way, like that because they're going up against the Suns backups, and I think that might be the one Suns vulnerability. And you did. I, I forgot Cam Johnson would be a, a force if he was out there, but. Like, you know, they're throwing Biombo and, you know. Torrey Craig. Yeah. That's going to be the know. legend himself, JaVale yeah. McGee, come playoff time. Yeah. He, he also was not available. There you go. Like, that's the one. Like, maybe they could stagger that a little bit more to make sure that they've got Booker or Paul on the court at all times. They've clinched the best record in the NBA. So they're definitely, you know, you know they could stretch minutes much more too, right? And like you said, stagger. Yeah, I would guess in a, yeah, in a playoff series, they would not go long with without one of them on the floor. Or Aiton. Like, they had all three of them off the floor. And it's Mikhail Bridges. And, you know, I love Mikhail Bridges as a player, but he's not going to go get you buckets. Although, although he did last night. He does against the Warriors, yeah. He does. He, he's he, a great he, player. I mean, he's a really good player. Again, that's my kind of player. That's what they would love from Wiggins, right? They would love that from Wiggins. And that is not happening. <laughs> that's like People are saying, you know, you know, Mikhail Bridges is a good you know model for Kaminga and... Like I get what people are saying, like that defensive-minded first, you know, run, run the the floor, get opportunity buckets, you know, just guard everybody. But you know, Kaminga's bigger than him. He's just a bigger, heavier player. Uh, he ain't I chasing around Wiggins, screen, you know, like yeah, yeah. getting small. Uh, Bridges, and all that. Bridges, just Bridges is just a really, really great all-around two-way player, and. I think that's what Wiggins. That's the that's the Wiggins slot. Like that's who they want Wiggins to be at, at their ideal. Sometimes he's been close to it, but certainly not for quite some time. Yeah, you know, what was it? So since the All Star game, or even right before the All Star game, he was kind of coming off of his game, and it's just it hasn't returned. Uh, and you know, obviously Kerr's lost some faith in Kaminga. I mean, Kaminga plays eight minutes, fourteen minutes. That's it. Iguodala. Iguodala's return yeah, really yeah. Re- he le- he leaps Kaminga. You know, that was part of the reason. You saw so much Kaminga for a few months. It was no Draymond, no Iguodala, or else you wouldn't see him. He's not. You were, I don't think we're going to see him that much in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, it, last night was an example of, of what the rotation might look like. I wanted to ask you guys a couple things quick on Pool, just because of what this month has been. Do you agree he can't really be pulled from the starting lineup when Steph comes back, and he probably has to play 30-ish minutes a night every night and like should probably close every night, which creates some <laughs> domino decisions. But, I mean, I do think that's where we're at, right? I but mean, see, this, this is the part where if I'm Jordan Poole, this is where I got the problem. If it's him not getting it done, where is he? He getting pulled. He's getting not, pulled. Not, well, I don't think pulled. he is anymore. That's the point. No, not anymore. But when he was, right? When it's like, oh, you're not doing these two things. He comes, you know, you're out. You're, you're, we're closing. And then Wiggins gets to not do it for months. And his spot is the most secure. Clay gets to play terribly in yeah, his spot well, of security. Well, well, we should get those, to old yeah, Clay Thompson. Those are some conversations there. Those are some uh, it is, but I'm just saying, there. if you're Jordan Poole, you're like, hold on, man. This 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 standard isn't universal here. 
he's 22 years old. Like you Absolutely. do have to understand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's just two years removed from. And he's also the most like player. arrogant, like yeah. confident. So player you make it, you make him, you make him fight for. It. You you do make him fight for. It. There's other personalities. Maybe Wiggins would not be as you know respond as well if you make him fight. We'll see. He's not playing well at all. I think the closing five is you just remove Looney and you put you have pool in there. Like that's that's the closing five. Maybe Andre in there. I don't think they pull Clay or Wiggins for Andre. What if you're playing a big team? Or, you know, okay, let's say, for example, Steph's available last night. Do you bench Clay Thompson? That's the one you got to look at. Or Wiggins, like one of the two. It's I, I don't Wiggins. Think, what are we yeah. doing? I, I How, think, I'm talking I, last I don't think night. I think, I think they're going to have to Yeah. Last night, it's Wiggins. Clay was the most disruptive player on the court last night. Clay Thompson has shown there are nights, and you usually know them early, that he is clay thompson again basically you know flashback the clock for a night in atlanta i actually talked to a few people pregame and they were like you know clay's got a bounce in his step tonight clay's gonna be good like you know there was something you know his body just you know he felt good and then he went out scored 37 sure he was amazing but there's also nights like last night where you know how many cringeworthy plays did clay thompson have last night the shots he was taking the you know when he was trying to rumble down the lane, he kept getting the ball stripped off his leg out of bounds, and obviously the fouls. Sometimes he gets overly physical. He started the game with a backcourt violation. Yeah, that Booker and then, foul was bad, and yeah. then two fouls. Yeah, the Booker foul was killer. The Wagner foul I mentioned in Orlando was really bad. Like Wagner was throwing up a late clock three, and he just like crashed into his hip. He cannot play ahead of Jordan Poole if that's a decision down the stretch. I don't but think I don't that's think, the decision. Think, yeah, I don't think that's the decision. It I isn't think. always, but I'm just like they're got, there's clearly going to be those type of Clay Thompson nights. He's shown there's going to be the great nights and the bad nights. I think that's what we've been proven over the last couple of months that he's going to be super inconsistent in that way. Understandably, my question is do you think if that's game 4 of a big playoff series, if it's for Iguodala, if it's for whoever, if Clay is being actively hurtful to the offense. He was hurtful to the offense last night. We will be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. We got to factor in the fact that uh, Steph will be on the court and there will be far less opportunity for Clay to hurt the offense. You sure? You yeah, sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Never, he's, he got 16 shots up a game when it was Steph and Durant on the floor. Uh, yeah, but they it, they were different type of shots. They weren't Clay yeah. starting at the top driving. Yeah. Like that they <laughs> well, weren't. We've never, the, we've never seen those. The defense is going to guard Steph Curry. We know this, so now he's not going against a set a full set defense. Like it's just different with Steph on the court. The reason I say you don't you can't pull Clay is because no matter what, you got to guard him. You have to guard him, and at any moment, everybody in this league knows that if you snap your fingers, Clay might hit four in a row. Like it can happen at any moment, and that is probably more valuable than <laughs> it is. And like to be honest, if if you could just tell him, hey, look, your your jumper's not on tonight. Maybe you're not feeling as good. Just go stand around and be a catch and shoot guy. He is really good for an offense. The problem is, and we've who seen can tell it, him that? Who can tell him? Well, that? the problem is if he misses three. Steph. Steph is the guy who can tell him that. That's what I'm saying. Steph is Draymond probably tells him that all the time. Draymond told that told him that when he was in his height six years ago. What are you shooting that for? But you know his answer, and we're seeing it. His answer to these struggles is always like pedal to the metal further. I head down, right? Like yeah. What you said is correct. Like everyone in the league knows he might make four in a row, but he's like. I might make four in a row, you know? And it's no, like... No, he's not he, might. He's I, like, I will. Next I will. Buckets. I will. <laughs> he should not have been 5 of 21 last night. He had 13 points on 21 shots last night. He should not have been 5 of 21. He should have been like 3 of 12. 
He should have just throttled back. Just throttled back. I think he like last seven, by the way. Uh, and and like he, a couple were of them were really shots. bad. Like and they were moments. huge moments. But here's and what I think the reality is. They were like, like early in the shot they, they can't like just take him out of the lineup. And I think, you know, Wiggins is going to lose some of that. I mean, they could just say it's the free throw shooting for Wiggins. Like, you know, at some points he cannot be on the floor if, he, if he's a 56% free throw shooter. They don't want to do it, but I think you don't have to say you're out for the final five minutes. Like you can go two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, and just work it that way. But I do think the practical the practical reality is they cannot take Jordan Poole out of the closing group. That that just can't happen. Uh, the way he's playing, the way defenses have to react to him, the way it could work with him and Steph. We haven't really seen it, but you know that's because there's been injuries. You need those two on the floor. You need Draymond on the floor, and then you work the rest. You kind of go piece by piece. Sometimes it'll it'll be uh, Wiggins. Sometimes it'll be Clay. Something you know, Looney could even get some minutes. Like they're gonna move Porter. Like you know, Kerr clearly trusts Porter. Although, like when, I was gonna look. When's the last three point three point shot he's made? I <laughs> thought that's hard for maybe on the road. He won last night. Like, Remember he yeah. uh, uh, like crossed somebody up on the wing, yeah. and he actually hit one. But Jay, you're yeah, he is his three is so. Not but good. again, they trust him, and I, I think he's tough, and he gets rebounds and all those things. I just don't think we're gonna say, geez, they completely pulled Clay out of, out for the fourth quarter for all, this whole series. It'll be a mix and match. It'll be a feel thing. That's how Kerr will explain it. The coaching staff will explain it. There might be some hurt feelings, but. It might kind of, you know, reverberate in the locker room a little bit, but I think like, it quality plays. Like, it, who, if you're we playing just know well, Clay's not taking it. Why are we dancing around? Clay is not. He's gonna blow up. <laughs> he won't like. It. He won't like. It. He won't like. It. Clay's gonna be like, what? Are you? I game. I'm game six. Clay. Yeah. yeah. King Kong. Well, no, Blake, Blake, Blake Clay for game six. Oh yeah. no, if it's but, game I mean, six. I, so, but geez. I think. But I mean, I, I I think Marcus has touched on this. Like, I mean, we got to put Wiggins in there in equal measure here. We do. Like, it's not like he's playing a lot better than Clay, and, and they hope they put more responsibility on him because he's supposed to guard the, the toughest guy, and sometimes he does well, and he's you know he has the athletic ability to do it, but. He's not playing good. I mean, no question, and he is the more likely guy to get benched. I just think more, you know, bench is not the hey, right. Clay right shooting thirty three percent in the fourth quarter in March. <laughs> yeah, it's more just like, <laughs> jeez, it's he's just kind of somewhat needs a mindset change, and you know, maybe Steph does provide that because it knocks him down the pecking order. Maybe he just needs needed to see this month from Pool and like you know. They're on the floor. They're both running through their 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 sets. Draymond's got the ball. Who's he looking for? Clay or Jordan Pool? He are, he, so last obvious. night, he's looking for Jordan Boo. Clay was so wide obvious. open one play ahead of him. He it's threw it so back. obvious. I thought there were a few moments on the trip. I remember early on the road trip, there's a technical foul with both Clay and Poole on the court. And Clay goes to the free throw line, and Poole kind of does one. You know how Poole is. He like kind of walks like, I got it, Clay. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. And then Clay shot. And then late in the road trip, Poole, it was one of those nights Poole was really going. Clay let Poole shoot. Uh, the technical free throw. Pulls the second best free throw shooter in the NBA right now, only behind Steph. Uh, and it's just, maybe you're seeing that shift somewhat. I mean, it, it there has to be an acceptance of reality of what's going on uh, with Jordan Poole, and, and maybe that knocks Clay down from a mindset standpoint to where he should be. You know, hey, you're hot. This is your night to jack. You can't just try to jack yourself out of a rhythm, basically. Watch yourself. Then. Watch your gum. Yeah. Pa- uh, sorry, Paul. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Woo! All right, Marcus. Yeah, change hey, subject. GK? Andrew Wiggins, because because Tim's right. GK like obviously. out here pausing people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is going with this? Oh man, Brian, you might need to edit that one. No, that's kind of 
on the podcast. TK's first ever pause. <laughs> Get equal all of that one. Wow. Um, wow. I, I, I do want to point out one thing. I mean, we've been all talking about Bielitsa is, is going to get out on rotation, and maybe he still will. He's playing solid minutes, and he's playing pretty well. Tim, he's I know like, you love when he does those wandering drives. Yeah, well, those turnovers that are going to happen. Like, you never know with him, but... Like he's given him plus min. I think he was plus six last night. Like you know, against Aiton, just a body out there. You talk about that other center. He's not really that other center, but he has to be in this rotation. They're clearly kind of cutting down Looney's minutes. And I don't know. As Kerr talked about, are they trying to cut down Looney's minutes? Like he's not playing that much in the last few games. Uh, makes some sense. And the Elisa played nineteen minutes last night in a huge game. Hit a big three. Yeah, it was not. Yeah, he took a three. Can you? Oh, Bielitsa took took a three. He absolutely made it. Maybe they're showing Uh, that on film day. All right, let's watch these drives. (laughs) These pumping drives. What's the what's the point per possession when you drive as opposed to when you shoot an open? When he goes baseline and he's like up in the air, you're just like, oh gosh, which of these sons is he going to pass the ball to? (laughs) (laughs) It's even like sons, Grizzlies, whatever. Like, don't do that. Don't don't do. You can't even do it against the Magic, but don't do it against Mikhail. Bridges and Chris Ball. I, I just want to know like he's been playing tough. Like that, yeah. It's really the last month. I remember he like the coaches were really happy with the way he uh not handled Jokic in Denver, but remember the Denver win? They were like complimentary, like, you know, like we don't really have anybody else on the bench that we could throw on Jokic. Like Jokic, of course, scored on him stuff, but he just battled. And I think he's really battled the last month, and I agree. Um what well, man, that bar is low. What <laughs> GP2 said, yes, but that's okay. GP2 said, like, when you are aggressive and play that defense, it sets what the officials are going to call. And I've always thought that about Iguodala. Like, he swipes at everything. They're just not going to call it every time. He might get arm, he might not. But if you just play that aggressively, the whistles start going your way because you're playing aggressively. And if you don't play aggressively and you're just reaching and you're not moving your feet, you get the whistles. Whistle, whistle, whistle. And this kind of aggressiveness that they play with last night lets them play even more aggressively because you don't get whistled every time you bump somebody. Like the, some of the, you know, again, they were like taking wax at eight. Yeah, that's but the playoff. They let the, yeah, they let them. They let them. If you just keep taking wax at the guy, they're not going to call it every single time. And probably they're just going to stop calling it. And that's the Warriors, you know, like Andre, Draymond, just whack, whack at the ball. Just get the ball out of there. And Aiton doesn't like that. And Jokic is better at it, but you don't like it either. And they'll turn, okay, you know, I got Bielitsa on me, but I got all these guys swarming me, so I'll just pass it. And that's, yeah, the playoffs, it's half-court defense. And this is how they won a lot of playoff series with, with that kind of defense. Just amp up the energy. Just be there. And it's just like one of the people I didn't think had a great energy, that's why I only played that one stint, was Kaminga. Like, he just didn't have the same aggressiveness that some of the other guys did. And, like, you know, nine, eight, 19 years old, maybe it's going to come and go. But, uh, you know, I, I thought he'd be aggressive no matter what. Like, just that, that's the thing he's going to have, athletic aggression. And he seems to be taking a step back on that. He's just kind of like, oh, wait a minute now. It's March and everybody's playing hard. And, like, what, what do I going to do? Uh, and, yeah, he's getting his role cut and cut and cut. And I thought Moody was going to, you know, have more and more minutes. And that ain't happening at all. Like, you know, we're seeing some of this two-timeline thing get kind of pushed back a little bit. And there's one guy doing it. It's Jordan Poole on the two-timeline thing. So we, we can we can talk uh, Wiggins now? 
Yeah, I thought we were no, excited. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Actually, he had a couple threes last night. He wasn't terrible. He wasn't terrible. I mean, he is guarding Chris Paul. He's, you know, whether it's great or not, I don't know. But nah, he was good. Um, he was. He was. Yeah, he was pretty he was good fine. last night. It's just like you just see it when you see Poole just take off. Like they need another guy doing that, especially when Steph's out and Wiggins. Isn't like I almost typed like this could be a big game for Wiggins, but you can't ever say that, right? You can't ever say, "Oh, here's an Andrew Wiggins Minnesota game. games." No, yeah, although like, not too much recently, but yeah, I mean you, that's the one. But oh my God, here they're there they got this big game three and against Utah. This could be Andrew Wiggins game. Like I just don't, I don't think they can do that. Totally terrible comparison, but. Remember Draymond uh, after they lost a game in New Orleans and he's like glaring at Durant at that practice like, let's see what you got the next game. Let's see what you got the next game. And Durant delivered. Like, you can't ever do that with Wiggins. Just can't do it because you just don't know what he's going to do the next game. The biggest Wiggins stat I see is before pre-All-Star break 54 games, he was 41.4% from three. That's his deadly catch and shoot. That was huge for their offense. That's why he made the all-star team. Um, Post-all-star break, 28% from three. I mean, if he's missing the way he's been missing and they've been like way off, uh, it kills the offense, right? I mean, teams will leave him. As we saw in the first half, he punished teams for leaving him. Teams are still leaving him because they don't fear him like, you know, he is Clay Thompson. If he's hitting 28% of threes, like then he's having three of 11 nights. His, he's not confident in the free throw stroke. He's not going to the rim. He's not being aggressive because he just doesn't like where the shot is. I, and I, I just, I think it's really about his shot. I think it's about his jumper, and that kind of dictates his general aggressiveness level. And the jumper hasn't been there. And he hasn't been great on defense. He was, he was, he was locked in last night, and Chris Paul is a really tricky cover, and he did pretty well. But he... He's he's been easy to get by. He's one of them guys. Uh, you know, Draymond and Steph does it too. So maybe it's a team thing. But it's like I'm playing this middle space where I got a guy in the corner, and I'm supposed to help out in, in the paint. But I'm actually not helping out. I'm just like kind of showing, and then I get beat in the corner. Especially against guys like Chris Paul, LeBron, who will zip that pass to the corner, and he's just never he's never there to contest. So to me, he's got to be like the dog on defense and the rest the rest will come but he's letting that shot affect his defense if he's not good on defense like tk used to always talk about this like who's gonna and then play in a four game series or you got to get four wins in the series who's gonna who's gonna get you a game right jordan Poole's gonna get you a game in the in a series like he's gonna get hot one game it's gonna change the dynamic of the game and that'll be a game is wick can wiggins get you a game he can if he gives the def- somebody a problem on the other end. He can do that, you know. But like he, we just haven't seen this. We haven't seen this guy who can. It needs to be two way wigs. And right now, it's last night. He was he was he was good on defense. You know, like Chris Paul did not want to bring the ball up against GP two, so he was just moving it on. But when Wiggins was on him, like Wiggins made him work. He had to turn him a couple times. Like, and with Chris Paul, that's what you gotta do. You can't <laughs> you just can't let him get straight line drives. Like like the last drive where Otto Porter is on him, which the Warriors just didn't recognize, but Porter is on Chris Paul with the game on the line. That's bucket. Everybody knows that. That's a bucket. So they didn't do anything. But guess who's in the paint? When he drives, guess who's there? It's Wiggins. He doesn't do anything. 
He doesn't block the shit. He doesn't do anything. He just stands there, which I never understand. Then why leave the guy in the corner, right? Just just face guard the guy in the corner. So it's stuff like that where it's like if he fixes that, he becomes immensely more valuable. And, and maybe his shot comes. But the not having it on both ends to me is just... It's just too problematic. Well, and let's say we're talking about maybe, you know, he's reduced role at the end of games. We'll see. I mean, there's a math issue there if you're going to play Jordan Poole, which they clearly are. But they do need that kind of player. They like, do. He, Absolutely. Yeah, they do. I mean, because it just can't be Draymond playing defense. It just can't be. And if you go Steph, Clay, Poole, for all the credit we give Poole for playing better defense. And I do think Steph was, you know, before he got hurt, was having a great individual defensive season you look at the stats he's unbelievable um whether you trust those defensive stats and i don't always trust them like he's playing good but you know he's not stopper clay i mean we can talk about his defensive issues just i mean there's there's no question he's just his legs are not allowing him to stay in front of people you can't i mean you do lose something if you just play those guys right i mean you do need someone else out there other than draymond who's going to say my guy is not scoring right now i'm playing a really somebody really good and this guy's not scoring and that's supposed to be wiggins like that was just do that make your open shots and just do that if they do not play him down the stretch there are i mean you play a suns team who's got booker and chris paul and other people it's going to be tough. I mean, that's, I think that's get, the Andre Iguodala. Yeah. 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 And also Gary sure. Payton II. But you don't want to overuse Andre. Yeah. You don't want to overuse Andre because, I mean, you saw last time he was at 16 minutes. Like, and there were, you could tell he was like, I don't know if he was trying to talk himself back into the game, but him and Celebrini are sitting over there and they're looking, you know, 16 minutes, Andre. That's a lot. Like, it can't be a nightly thing. Plus, like, he's I mean, in, in a playoff series, right? I mean, it's like game two, he's feel okay, feeling okay. Then how's he going to feel in game three? Then how's he going to feel in game four, five, six? Yeah, mean? like, if there's two bad Wiggins games in a series, I think that's okay. But he just can't be like this for, you know, every game. Like, the last month he's had cannot be the April and May he's having. He's He's, he's got to give him more. Or else it's going to be quick exit, probably. I mean, I, to me, I do think he's that quietly important to at least be average and he's got a auto porter auto porter gets some of that you know they, i mean again they clip steve plays auto porter in the crunch he just does he gets him in there because he can hit a shot even if he hasn't making a ton but it, you lose but they're something not there they're too. not as good yeah. as wiggins which is the problem right like yeah wiggins yeah, is actually exactly. good like you know good wiggins yeah good, good wiggins yeah. is good like he's a good player um like even last night right like you ever seen you, you don't see dudes get dunked back to offensive rebound right like at a like that, that was, was a, a big nice play, play right right like he can do stuff like that uh if you just think about what he can do it is a bit enticing i mean if wiggins is good if he's they have to be great. If Wiggins is good, they're just a dramatically better team, right? That's just the way it is. If he's yeah, just good, go look at their first half record. Yes, they're <laughs> just a dramatically better team. So it's almost like, dude, just figure out a way to get him good. But I do think it begins if he just defends well. It just helps him so much. I mean, I know they like to, whenever he's got a small on him, Steve, the, the 90s player in Steve is, is hunting it. Mouse in the house, right? He's like, can't be like... He probably should cut some of that stuff out. The block, the it, block screen. Because when he doesn't get a score, then it kind of, you can see it. He doesn't want to get fouled, really. But, like, he probably should cut some of that out. But if he just, like, like he had Chris Paul in front of him, and he's like, hey, man, this is your job. That matters. It, it definitely helps a lot. They got to figure out how to get him going defensively. 
Maybe I'm just presuming his shot's going to come back at some point, right? Like, It'll probably be there for a game or two in a series. I think that's... You can't say it's going to be for most of a series, but you do hope it's... I mean, 35? Can you get 35 later? You can be 35 again. 35? 35 what? Percent? Yeah. That's what he is for his career right around. I know. He's 28, right? You should be 35. I think it's maybe even more the other way. Instead of can he win you a game, is he going to lose you a couple games? Like, you know, like how many games can you afford to play him 32 minutes when he's playing bad? You know, or do you have to cut that down to 24? It's going to be the equation and just mix and match other players and get GP2 in there. And, you know, I mean, I've talked about GP2 is a plus player. He's just a plus player. Like he just in, in the playoffs, he's going to matter a lot. And and maybe he gets some of those minutes because he can guard bigger players. I worry about him physically though. You, yeah, no you question. Continue no to question. see it. I mean, yeah. he's been limping for like three months. Yeah, well, he was hurt. He was hurt in training camp, right? I mean, he he gets hurt. That's and you know he, he just walked off the court last night, like <laughs> while he was in the game. Yeah, while he was like, in the what? game. Yeah. <laughs> They didn't let the sub in. It was one of those situations where he knew he was getting subbed out, and the, but the ref didn't let him in, so he had to come. So I get that. I didn't see that part. I just saw him walking. Everybody's like, hey, dude, come back. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> that was funny. That was interesting. That was interesting. But I, man, I guess he's out now. Oh, wait a minute now. He's, he's, but he's said tweaked ankle. Yeah. He's had the knee stuff. Well, Spencer didn't really need him in the inside of the knee in Dallas. That forced it. He, I talked to him about that. He said that was one of the weirdest injuries he's got, but hit his shin in San Antonio. He's just... You know, it's kind of a reckless style. It's what makes him good, but we worry about Andre holding up. You were physically and and Peyton the same. Anyway, sorry, Marcus. Yeah, they got that him. This is where, I mean, I I know he's not a quote-unquote offensive player, but the way he works the dunker spot is a a valuable offensive weapon. Look, Wiggins could even do that, right? Like, that's one of the things. It's like, hey, man. Just float right here, like sneak up right here. And once once Wiggins is at the rim and he's got to look like that's a bucket. But the way he does that, and they're they're looking to find him. To me, that that's another way to get Wiggins going. Stop working him from the perimeter, ISO. Put him in that dunker spot, like make him a live target. But Peyton is really good at that. And who else actually does that on a team? It was supposed to be Wiseman. Peyton plays with this like stalking mentality. You know, like you see like a film of like a sneaky kind of like sneaking have you seen the pelicans point guard by the way backup point guard jose alvarado where he does the thing where he goes and hides in the corner after like a made basket and then he alvarado does that yeah you guys should look up these (laughs) jose alvarado has like nine steals this year where you know they'll make a shot and he'll like be near the corner and he goes and he hides in the corner and then he'll he'll run by and they won't see him. You should, the one last night was hilarious. Peyton just has a nose for that. Wiggins doesn't have nobody else on the team really. I mean, Iguodala, you could say, kind of has a nose for that in dunker spot. Good offensive rebounder too. He had two huge ones in Atlanta. He had another one last night. He does make winning plays on both sides of the ball. He's a, he's a guy you got to play. I mean, I think we've said that from the beginning. You just have to play him and. and obviously, because you can go put him on anybody and go, you know, make it tough for that player. But he's also like just does winning stuff, and some of it's because he's not being guarded. Like we do have to admit, like he isn't guarded, and he won't like, ever Looney be actually. Guarded. Yeah, and <laughs> and so that does open up space because when you're not being guarded, and they then they totally lose focus of you. You're wide open, but you got to be smart about that, and he is, and he is playing. He is going to play, and he and you almost have to have him out there because you have a lot of other defensive liabilities that you're leaning towards on offense to try to make sure you can score. 
he's got to play. And Draymond and Andre, yeah, those, those are your defensive players. And Looney's, you know, whenever they play Looney, those are your defensive players. And at some point, it's going to be, we got to stop this team. This, this team is scoring on us. We've got to, that's how they've beaten Portland. Like We're stopping them, we're scoring on them. We're stopping them, we're scoring on them. And it will get to that point, whether it's Dallas in the first round, whoever, you know, Denver in the first round, it's just going to get to that point, and GP2 is going to be a huge part of it. Yeah, they put him on Luka in Dallas, I remember. This dude, Alvarado's pulling like a playground yeah. move, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I put it in the slack, Tim, if you want to see the steal. I'm talking hey, that, about. Yeah, that, that's a playground move. That's what there, you do at the, at the Y. There's like eight more. That is not like some one-time thing he did. He's been that's, he's that's he's hilarious. completed that like eight times. Hey, the entire the entire Portland Arena is like, hey, hey, yeah. he's coming. Turn around. It's <laughs> <Yeah>, great. <laughs> he just earned himself a guaranteed contract. I'll I'll send you guys another one. But that is weird. That is really weird. <laughs> that's like his move. What do you guys think? Matchup-wise, they look likely at this point to be in the four. Last night was, uh, you know, put them in the four. Them against Utah, do you think it's a better or worse path? Utah in the first round, Phoenix in the second round, or something like Dallas or Denver in the first round, Memphis in the second round? Is there a notable difference to you guys? I think they would want to avoid Dallas in the first round, and which looks likely at this point because you know that yeah. Are- I've said Memphis all along. I just think Memphis is is a tough team for them in, in a lot of different ways. Phoenix is the best team, but I, I think Dallas, Memphis would be the two rounds that would be really tough for them. And I don't know. I think Dallas would be a coin flip series. I, I really do. And I don't. I don't think Denver. I think they would have a a, a live, much more live shot to beat Denver. Uh, I just think the matchups better just without Michael Porter and all these other. You know, Denver's. We don't know about Jamal Murray. I don't think Jokic can beat can win four games on his own in a series against the Warriors with Draymond playing well. That's that's how what I think. This Utah game uh, on Saturday is really big. It's for the tiebreaker, so it's basically a two game swing in the standings. At this point, to me, it seems like it's probably could be the decider of home court in a potential four or five. And I do think home court matters. I'm not sure you want to as you're trying to come together do game one game two. For game them, one. it matters. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, they do have this record of winning on the road every playoff series, right? So there's a part of you that thinks, all right, they'll get one. But just to bank on that, I don't think they're – What if that's that. like Steph's that, first game back? Yeah, or something I don't like – what, what if they're in that position, right? I don't, I don't know if they need to be, to be like, hey, we have to win one on the road. They could do that when they got KD and everybody and you going to Houston. Like, I get it. Also, even if you get one, you're one and one you come back home, you lose game three, you're down 2-1. Like, you know, it's just, it's a bad way to start. It's a bad mental state to be like, oh, wait a minute. Like, we lose any games, we're in trouble here. You know, they've thrown away some home games on the playoffs. We've seen that, so. You you don't uh, trust them to close big home games right now? <laughs> I have not got that feeling so, recently. I, I mean, about- what do you guys think about this closing thing? Like I said, one and eight in their last, like, 15 in clutch time. I mean, you know, we can go through the home just collapses. Obviously, the blown lead to Dallas, blown lead to Denver, the, the, the game winners, the Pacers game even, you could say. Obviously, last night. Like, they just, they're making mistakes when it matters most. And they can't they can't guarantee the defense is going to be there at the end. Like they've screwed up on defense many times, whether it's a foul or not covering the right guy or giving up a blow by. I mean, the, the basic things that that they could count on during the dynasty aren't there, and I think it really gets magnified at the end of games because when every little piece, every facet is the most important. 
But that's, you know, again, they're going to say it's Andre being there. It's it's Draymond feeling better or being actually on the court. It's Steph being actually on the court. But when you try to do the microcosm of what makes people feel a little queasy about this team, even though they still got a very good record, uh, and the, what they have, they would have the third best record in the East right now. I mean, we talk about all these teams in the East that could win a championship. The Warriors are right there with them record-wise and one in Miami without all their guys. But it's because, like, all the things that we know that we've seen, the free throws aren't great, that, you know, they have breakdowns. It's more, it means, you know, way, way more at the end of a close game. And, and man, they've been losing them at home. Like, I, I go to these games. I watch the road games on TV. Like, they just don't feel confident at the end. You don't, or, or you don't feel confident that they're going to bring it in because they make these mistakes, because they throw it away, because they, you know, they don't seem to be organized. You know, again, last night, it's tough. You don't have a timeout. But you had plenty of time to go the length of the court. Maybe Phoenix was going to foul him potentially. But, you know, they weren't that close to fouling Poole at that moment. They really, they weren't. I know he's got to feel like they were, but he could have made a pass there. Like, you could have thrown across court. If Clay was in a better spot, Clay could have got a three up. Especially when you see two guys coming at you, right? Yeah, like you could have got it to Clay. Clay was not in the position to get it. Like, why was Clay not in a position to get the ball? Like, they're, they're just a little unorganized. And... All the things that we've said are, are really, really telescoped right towards the final two minutes of close games and them not having it right now to be able to do it. And I just think the defense is the number one thing, though. Like They can't rely on stopping people. And if you can't rely on stopping people, it's really going to come through in, in the final two minutes. I mean, I do think we I, I do think a part of it is the league knows what they're going to do. They haven't had their all-stars together, so they could just say, hey, man, we, we know what we're going to do. We're going to do it anyway. But they're doing the same thing with not as good players, and that matters. Like, they're going to split action. Everybody knows it, <laughs> right? The third read on a split action is the post guy making a play. That's that's loony a lot, right? That's <laughs> So it's like they haven't had time to put their best players on the floor and run their stuff. And I do think they get a little complicated down the stretch. Phoenix is the best crunch team in the league. Like, they're a machine. It's very simple. It's not hella passes. It's not a bunch of DHOs. It's not all this stuff. It's Chris Paul goes and gets the ball. And he gets it to Devin Booker or he takes it himself. Like, it's very simple. The words are not simple. They, they do a lot. And when you don't have, like, your top flight players in there, you're just asking for mistakes. Like I know last night people were like, but Otto Porter was wide open if he cut. Otto Porter's not in that situation all the time. Like he doesn't, you know, that's not he probably didn't even know he was open. He's like worried about other stuff. And there's worried a reason. about screening Jordan Poole yeah, because like, he's like he's the guy the with 38. Three cuts and all this and that. And he's like, oh, but he's open. Like He's like, I played with John Wall and Bradley Beal in Washington. When one of them has 30 <laughs> plus late in the game. They get the ball. Yeah, I yeah, go yeah. screen for them and then they go try to score. That's what we do in the NBA. It's like they inbounded to Draymond, fake hand off to Poole, backdoor screen, cut and all that. Well, you know what? That, that was the fake hand off, and they thought Draymond was going to have a lane in the basket, but CP3 said, but you know what's going to happen? people know that. Yeah, yeah there's going to be a fake hand off here, so I will stand here, and Draymond will not be able to get there. Other That's people know that. People know what they're doing. So the best answer is just simplify it, I think. Steph Curry. Steph Curry's is a lot of the answer there, too. I mean, they've lost games with Steph. I mean, it's not like he's the only answer, but he's the 
their their best. Answer. I know what Marcus would say. It's the Steph Curry against Houston that remember he went and got the ball and like got to a nineteen and they footer said it, and hit a right? game winner. Simple. Yeah. Simple. <laughs> yeah. This is simple. But that could have been pool last night, you know? Clay oh. waved everybody <laughs> Clay off. Clay agrees. Just go. Just go. Just get him. One on four. Next time we will we we look, we will be talking to you and the Warriors will be a clinched playoff team. You calling this later? <laughs> Are we calling it? Yes. I, yeah. I'm calling a clinch in the next week. I'm not some type of it might be through a Minnesota loss, but it's still a <laughs> well, yeah. this is a big game on Saturday. But until next time, we will holler at you.